Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah! Lili Nishmasi Mimorosi Ruspas Mordechai. Happy 16th birthday to Yisrael Dov Farkovitz. May today's learning be a chus for him and the whole family. It's Cyril Avram Meir and Osher Zilik Farkovitz. Wow, I just met him. The Kessler family. Refor Shleima, Liza Tova, Bassester Gruno, Yukasil, Moshe Ben Sora, Pechas Leo, Ben Chamitilio, Silch Elizabeth, Clara Yehuda, Yosef Ben Rivka Esther. By Yehuda Chef, Lili Nishma, Saraf Shlomo Ben Reb Chaim Zev, Rabbi Shlomo Gissinger, Morid Ashrov, KJ, Zichin Yaakov Lakewood on his second yard side, I believe. By Marilyn Greenberg for Rafur Shlema for my dear granddaughters who have the virus. Maya Gabriela Batsara, Elisa Nessia Batsara, Ashra Mea Batsara. Ooh. Okay. Oh, I think this goes together with the other one. Here we go. Sorry. So, sorry. Where's the other one? Lili Nishma Sarav Shlomo Ben Chaim Zev. Shlomo Ben Chaim Zev. Second yard sign. Pinchas Ben Chaim Yudah Levi. Pinchas Ison, former president of the National Council of Young Israel, Yishiv Rebbe Chaim Berlin, on his 30th yard sign on Shabbos Yud Gimelel. By Hillel and Ezra Abrams, in honor of the Ezra grandmother, she's very proud that her many grandchildren, great grandchildren, great great grandchildren, are showing mature mitzvahs, and especially that her two grandchildren are part of the sheer. By Menachem Braun, in honor of my dear wife Chaya, whose eyes light up when our sons and myself learn Torah. Beautiful. We have a lot, a lot of emails and stuff to say over here, so I'm going to have to cut out a bunch, I think. Where do I start? First of all, the pictures. This is by M. Landy. He's on the way to Six Flags in New Jersey, I believe. What I've never learned in a car before, my wife drives anyways because I have to work, but I'm able to have the shear on when I can. Here he is in his car. You don't see him, but you see me. Beautiful. Now, this is by Moshe Dax. I don't know how he's related. Shlomi, I know Shlomi watches this year. The son came over to me, he said, Shalom Aleichem. So another deck. Shalom Aleichem, really. I'm one of the many who are successfully learning. Listen, this is a theme about the free Gemara. That's it. So here's somebody who's learning by the free Gemara. And Baruch Hashem, after years of starting, stopping, starting, stopping, starting the rest of the world and going sporadic on my own pace, I've been going strong with this year ever since the Ferris wheel started in Sukkah. Aside from the world for sure. So, charts, pictures, right amount of jokes. I've seen that you get a kick of people sending in the pictures of in action. Absolutely. I'm on vacation with my wife and couldn't resist bringing this cheer with me on one of our outings. And as I don't have an Instagram account, instead of doing it for the gram, I'm sending this picture to you instead. Attached is a picture of the Hadron for Perik Lulavagozo live from Grand Canyon. I wasn't able to make it to Shevard Brachas. Moishi Dax. Here you go. Live from the Grand Canyon. Givaldic. This Raboisai is. The Jewish home, we are on the cover somehow, right over here. Okay. The whole story there with, uh, with the top cop in New York. So, this is a long email. How much time do we have here? Okay. I was going to read it a little bit later. Maybe I'll read half of it now and half of it when it comes again in the Gemara. This is very important. This is... A guy from the Sephardic Syrian community. My name is Isaac Sarder. I'm from Brooklyn. I recently heard your podcast on Meaningful People. I was really inspired by the whole life story and the Daphiyomi family. Rosh Hashanah is coming up. 
And I thought that Fiyomi would be a nice Kabbalah for the new year. The decision to really jump in was also the fact. I found out my brother Yossi doesn't doubt. I've known him for so long. Never knew he did something so special. He gave me the final push. I worked long hours. I made a prayer to Hashem to help me stay committed. He davened Hashem that he should be able to start the daf. And asked Hashem to help me work less and be able to learn more. And so I began my first daf today. Daf Mem Beis in Mesech I was so tired and tried rationalizing why not start tomorrow with a new parak. But I remember what you said on the podcast. Don't wait or push off inspiration. Do it right away. And so I did. I just finished it at 12 a.m. And now writing up this email before I go to sleep. I love your videos, editing style and humor. I want to be part of your family. family. Okay. I'm praying that it really works. It's not, oh, And he says, I also love your saying. It's not about the daf. It's about the yoimi. We should get that framed or something. Why did I just read that? Because I want to go back to that email a little later. It's in the sugya. Of how you don't push stuff up, off. You have an inspiration, you do it right now. So, I just uh, spoke to Yossi Klein maybe an hour ago. He's in the middle of his son's bar mitzvah. And over 200 people sent in mazel tov wishes to him. And they put it together in a nice binding. As Akar Satayv, Yossi Klein spearheaded the initiative of giving out a free Gemara for Mishael Sukkah. And he put his father on the phone. And his father tells me, I want to tell you something. A guy came over to me, father says, and said, you know, my son starting, started being Shomer Shabbos because he got a free Gemara and started learning the daf. So I was in a car with Ellie Dykman. We were going to uh, Lakewood. And somebody texted me that there's somebody that wants to speak to me about donating a large amount of Gemaras. I called him up. And it happens to be that a half hour before, also in the car, I was speaking, maybe even less, speaking to Nassan Gans. And he said, listen, Mesefta's Beta, we don't need to make a push for it because it's the middle of Yom Toivim. It doesn't make sense to give free Gemaras to that. But Yossi Klein says, it does. Kids, I said, why not? Even if we get 100 people from it, it's Kedai, 100 people learning Torah might finish us. And then I call up this individual. His name is Mirad Nakash. And he tells me, listen to this Maiser, a boy says, it's crazy. He has a Chavrusa, he's big into learning. His fat wife, kids, push him to learn. And he's learning with his Chavrusa, and he tells his Chavrusa, you know, I do this daf with this guy, Stefanski. I think you should do it also. So his Chavrusa says, what do you mean I should do it also? I, of course, I do it already. He says, you do it? Yeah. I got a free Gemara Sukkah. He says, you got a free Gemara Sukkah and you start because of the free Gemara? Yeah. Says Mirad, if so, I want to be huge in the next Mesechta. I want to take on the Mesechta. I want to be a huge part of it. Indeed, he already wired a crazy amount of money. There's still availability in the Mesechta, but he took upon himself unbelievable because his Chavruz got a free Gemara from Yossi Klein. He decided, and it's unbelievable, we see one thing after another. Shavruz's name, by the way, uh, Eddie Farsati, I think his name is. Okay, that's they learned. Two, two Syrians from Deal, they came to see the Shear live in Lakewood. They were there, we took pictures. Those out. So here you got a guy that sent me an email, also from the Syrian community. What's his name? Isaac Sardar and Farsati. The kids are the Gansa Oilam. Mozi Shavuz, by the way, Shear at 9.30. I am still in Bidud. I still can't come out of my house. That's why I'm here by myself. Somebody wrote me an email. 
That, uh, he actually likes to share better when I'm by myself. I'm less distracted, no jokes. Okay, those are for the serious people. Other people said they miss, they miss Nachman Seltzer, they miss the whole Balagan that goes on in the base marriage, the singing sometimes. Okay. Boisai, here we go. We're at Daphne Gimel and Beis, slightly behind. We're holding by Eisvei, like 12 lines from the bottom. And we're in the middle, Rav Yosef says, that who says that we had an Arava, we used to bring Arava in the Beis Hamidish, who said everybody held it like we do today in Hashanah, so we hold a Lulav and we walk around a Bima? Maybe they push it, they took the, the, the Arava and they put it up against the Mizbeach. Now, we know that they did that, and we actually have pictures of it, but who says that that's, maybe, maybe that's the only thing they did. Let's see if I can find the picture. Yeah. Here, this is the picture that we have from the time of the Mikdash. You can see that the Aravas are leaning on the Mizbeach. They're not even holding them. So we're going to say, maybe it's like this. Okay, everybody agrees that that's what happened, but maybe they also went around with an Arava. We don't know for sure. So Eisvei, Abai asked another question. It seems like people did hold the Arava in their hand and they walked around the Mizbeach. We're talking about Koyhanim. Koyhanim walked around the Mizbeach. Lulav doiches ha-Shabbos b'tchilasoy. Lulav pushes off Shabbos. Where's that one? Here. If Shabbos falls out on day one, you shake a lulav on Shabbos, only on day one. And Arava pushes off Shabbos if it falls out on day seven. That's the only way it works. But if Shabbos falls out on day four, you don't push, you don't shake a Arava. If Shabbos falls out on day four, you don't shake a lulav. Only if Shabbos falls out on the first day. Okay. On the seventh day. Pam Achas story time. It once happened that this exact thing happened. The seventh day of Sukkot fell out on a Shabbos. Now, Murbius is a Lushan of beautiful, large Aravas, nice Aravas. <coughs> so again, the mission says you should bring your Lulav before Shabbos, you don't want to carry. Bring it to the Beis Hamikdash beforehand. Vinichum ba'azar, they put in the azar. Vekiru ben ba'itoisim, the troublemakers. We're familiar a lot. The, the, the Gemara always talks about the tzdukim. So there's two talmidim, tzaddik and ba'itois. They're basically the same idea. They don't believe in the Torah Shabbat Pep. They don't believe in the explanations of the Torah. Where does it say in the Torah anywhere? They have an arava, as we're going to see. We mentioned yesterday, arve means two. The, I don't believe in that. Arbe doesn't mean that you take an Arava and go around the, the... Okay. So they decided to cause trouble. They see the Arava sitting around in the Beis Amigdash. They decided to play some hide and seek. So they take the Arava and hide it. And they, they buried it under stones. Now a stone is Mukti. And I'll touch a stone on Shabbos. They figured the Chachamim won't have a choice. They won't be able to touch the stones. The Amaret, what's Amaret? If you're new to the Shir, <coughs> we like to call it Amaret. Amaret, this guy shows up. Oh, I see the Arava on the stone. What do I do? What? You move the stone. It doesn't happen. It's Mukta. The, Amara, the Amaratim wanted to be with the, with the, with the Tamid Chachamim. They didn't want to be with the Baitoisim. So the Amaratim went ahead. Ushmot Metachazavan. Took. Didn't drink in a while. Sorry. 
So then the Arabs were exposed from the stone. I saw the Shem Mishmur says, beautiful. We mentioned the name of the Talmud Rashba that the Arava resembles the Jew that's an Amoret. Doesn't have Torah, doesn't have a smell, and it doesn't have a flavor. It doesn't have Torah, doesn't have Gemilis Chasam, doesn't have anything. So it comes to, to, to say that on Sukkot, when we have such Achtos, we put the Amorites together in the bundle with the Hadas, with the Tamad Chacham, with the, with the, the, the Hatzalot guys, the, the Goimli Chasadim people, you know, all, the, all, all Jews are together. <clears throat> so they decided to do something with the Arava that resembles them. It comes, they had to take out the Arava and, and make sure that we have the Arava, we have the Amaratsim to show that that's what the Yadav is all about. Celebrating all the Jews, all types of Jews, even the, the non-learned ones. Because these Baitoism guys don't agree. Typically in Hebrew, Chibot is to bang. It's Chibot a caver, you get all beat up in the caver. Chibot. Rashi explains Chibot, and later on the Sugi, some will argue a little bit, but Chibot means to shake, to shake the Arava. And they hold that moving the Arava does not push off Shabbos. The big tzaddikim, they hold, no, it's also, it's also to, to shake Arava on Shabbos. But what do you see from here? Alma bin the word chibut means to shake the Arava. So, Rabbi Yosef, how do you say that in the base Hamikdash they took these Aravas and they simply put them up against them as Bayach? But they didn't carry that rub at all, they didn't shake it like a lulav. Over here it says Mefurish in the story. We bring a story to bring, to, to bring a point. The point is, the, the Baitoism don't believe in shaking a lulav. It doesn't say, in shaking a rub, they it doesn't say the Baitoism don't believe in putting an Arava up against them as Bech. It says they don't believe in shaking it. To Yuftan, it's a bomb question. Now, just as a side point, why didn't they bring a guy? What was the big deal? So they hid it under a rock. Bring a guy, because a guy cannot go into the Azara. Says the Gemara, So for this, we have to go slightly backwards. Yesterday we said <clears throat> that what happened was the... Um, It was so important, this, this Arava, that they put it up against the Mizbeach. And they put it up against the Mizbeach, it doesn't push off Shabbos. In our days, we don't have a Mizbeach, we said yesterday. There's no, there's no Mizbeach. So how, do you, how could you commemorate something that doesn't exist? What, are you gonna, you're going to take an Arava? We don't have a Mizbeach. The whole, the whole base of English was, you took the Arava, put it against the Mizbeach. But if you're telling me that I can prove to you that they didn't put the Arava on the Mizbeach, they actually took that rub and walked around. So if they walked around, why can't we commemorate that in our days when there's no Beis HaMikdash? Let's commemorate them walking around, walk around the Bima with an Arava. Velo Nitru. Says Gemara, Kivin Anan, Loidachinon. Inunami Loidachu. Okay? So it's a beautiful thing here. Rashi says, since in Gullus, we don't, we're not Mechal Shabbos, so to speak. We don't push off Shabbos with the Sarava. 
Why in Golos, in Bavel? Because we don't know about the calendar. We're not sure if Yantav actually started here or here. So therefore, when it comes Shabbos, we don't know if it's here or here. So we, you might be, you, you might not be celebrating the seventh day. Maybe it's the, the sixth day. So Mela, in Golos, we don't do it. So th- therefore, Amri uh, says the Gemara, So therefore, in Eretz Yisrael, we don't push off either. And we're going to see in a second what Rashi says. As the Gemara, But what about the first day of Yantar? And we say the first day of Yantar, we push off in Eretz Yisrael. We don't push it off in Golas. Yeah, you're right. In Eretz Yisrael, you shouldn't push it off. Why? So look, if you look at the top Rashi over here, why should Eretz Yisrael be the same like Golas? says, Rashi, Klai Yisrael should not look like two different groups. I don't know if you want to go into this whole Achtas thing, but you cannot make different groups in Klai Yisrael. When certain Jews or certain places, they, they, they shake a lulav, and certain places do not shake a lulav. So it looks like we have two different tyrants. It doesn't look good. Kleistral has to be one. They have to be doing the same exact thing. They, ca- they have to be careful not to look like two different groups, like two different tyrants. Ve'elo, now we're top of Daf Memdalat Omedalat. Ve'elo, Kashyahani Tarting. We have a contradiction. What's the contradiction? The Danachadu we spoke about yesterday. Says in one Mishnah that they bring the lulav to the base Hamikdash. And it says in the other Mishnah and the base Haknesses. Is it the Harabais or the Shul? Which one is it? And yesterday we said, The difference between the two Mishnahis is when there's no base Hamikdash, you bring the lulav to Shul. When there is a base Hamikdash. You bring it to the Beis Hamikdash, but we answered that even when there's no Beis Hamikdash, you do push off Shabbos. So why are you telling me that even in Eretz Yisrael you don't push off Shabbos, like we do today? We live in Eretz Yisrael. We don't shake a lulav on Shabbos, like the Gemara said. The first words on the summit: Amri, You don't push off Shabbos in Eretz Yisrael when there's no Beis Hamikdash. You don't shake a lulav. But we said yesterday that you do. Because there's a mission that says you bring your lulav to shul. And it's, there's no base on Mikdash. It's talking about like today. You bring your lulav to shul on Shabbos. Loi. You're right. Therefore we have to retract what we said yesterday. You do not bring your lulav to shul on Shabbos. So what about the contradiction in the Mishnahis? They're both talking about in the time of the base on Mikdash. But like Kashya and it's not Kashya. Kam ben Mikdash, Kam Bigvulan. One mission is talking about in Yerushalayim, so you live close to Beis Hamidosh, bring your lulav to Beis Hamidosh. If you live far, far away, you live in Tveria, you're not going to schlep your lulav to Beis Hamidosh. You didn't, you weren't Ayla regal that year. You're too old, or whatever. You bring your lulav to Shul. But it's talking about in time of Beis Hamidosh. Why is it in our days, today, there's no Beis Hamidosh? You take a lulav, Seven days. Every day. Why? To commemorate the Beis HaMikdash. Say, oh, in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, it was a, the Arisa to bring a lulav in the Beis HaMikdash. So today, in Chicago, we bring Arava seven days, lulav seven days, to remember that. So this minog that we have, that we go, Hishanas, 
with our Rava. Just with our Rava. One day. So, nice attempt. He says, you know why? Because there's an Arava, one of the four minim is called Arava, and we used Arava, so that's the commemoration. What are you talking about? You can't tell from his shaking of the lulav that there's a mitzvah called Arava. Nobody knows that. It looks like you're shaking a lulav. You are, in fact, shaking a lulav. You're not shaking an Arava. Oh, wow. I didn't read that email, but maybe I should. Here. I don't know if we have time for it. Here we go. This guy tells me, Good morning, Rebelli. Aaron Sittner. I'm writing this morning defense of Nusach Sfar. The recent days have been an inordinate amount of Sfar bashing in this year. Very sensitive guy. If I remember correctly, you mentioned how complicated it is to shake the love of Nusach Sfar three days in a row. It's not so complicated. Right, left, front. Up, down, back. Not complicated at all. Right, left, front. Up, down, back. Right, left, front. Up, down, back. Okay, fine. Not complicated. Maybe it means we Sfar David is a smarter. 100%. Much smart. Let me ask you this. Why does Ashkenaz put away the Lulav after Halal and take it out after Musaf for Ishanas? Sfar is smart. We do Ishanas right after Halal. Ashkenaz is plenty confusing sometimes. Givaldik. The reason why Ashkenaz puts away the Lulav is because of this. Right over here. They don't really. I think they get lazy. In our show they don't. They do it right away. But maybe they should. I think it's better to put your Lulav away and take it out for Ishanas. Because of this. Maybe I'm showing by putting down my lulav and then lifting it up again. So now people understand, look, you shook your lulav, you were yaitza mitzvah's lulav, now you put it down, and now you lift it up again, now I'm doing a shanas. You see, Aaron, you're supposed to put it down to show that you're doing a shanas. The Gemara says it. That's why if you learn dafiyayimi, you get smarter. Forget Ashkenaz fire, you get smarter by doing dafiyayimi. Okay. But at the end of the day, the Gemara says, not everybody put down the lulav. Look, this is Nusach Sfar. They don't put down the lulav every day. So, it's not Mukhach that you're going around the Shanas. You're going around the, the Bima because of the Arava. If everybody put their lulav down and then lifted it up again, okay. But not everybody does that. So he says a better text. Different text. You want to know why today, we shake a lulav seven days a week, seven days, on Sukkot and Arava only one day, on Ishan and Rabbah. Lulav the Rai Savdin and Shiva Zechel Amikdash. Arava the Rabbanon, Lo Yavdinon, Lo Shiva Zechel Amikdash. This is going to put us in a spin compared to what we said yesterday. The Gemara is saying that Lulav is the Rai Savdin, Arava is not the Rai Ooh, not the Rai Savdin. Ilay Malab as we mentioned yesterday, Ha'oma Arvei Nochal. It says in the Pasuk, if you think about it, how does the Torah refer to an adas? Anaf, eight, avais. Singular, singular, singular. Anaf is one, eight is one. But also when it comes to aravas, it says arve, plural. Why? Oh. Shtayim, achas lulav. One arava, in other words, the two aravas that we put in the lulav. Vachas l'migdash. And however many aravas we do, in the Beis HaMikdash, you go around the Mizbeach. Either Rabbanon, and according to Rabbanon, it's Allah HaLemash Messina. So why are you telling me this is the Rabbanon? <laughs> The least it is, is Allah Messina, which is the Raisa, or it says in the Torah, which is certainly the Raisa. Here, remember this Gemara, we had it before. 
here, I'll remind you of the picture. Ten small trees. This picture, by the way, was was um, was a magnified picture. These are very these are baby trees. You just understand that these are baby. It was taken with a a large lens from very far away, and it looks like okay, whatever. Just pretend these are small trees. Ten of them are mutter. You're not okay. So we're talking about shemitah. This coming year, remember, it was a big nace. We learned the sugya thirty days before Rosh Hashanah. And it happens once every seven years. Now what? 30 days before Shemitah, you're allowed to plow these trees. And because they're babies, they might die. So you're allowed to, you're allowed to do that. Typically, you have to be moisif to Shemitah. You're not allowed to plow your field 30 days beforehand. But if they're babies, and how much? If you have 50 yama, by 50 yama, you're allowed 10 trees within that area. Two, two and a half thousand square amas. Fine. That's Halakha Lamish Arava. Which we're discussing according to this mandama. Halacha l'meshem esinai. Moshe Rabbeinu heard it from Hashem on Har Sinai. V'nisach amayim, pouring the water on top of the mizbeach. Halacha l'meshem esinai. By the way, we're going to have it a few times. The same exact words. We know what it is now. Elavar zvid mishmei the rava. Okay. So again, why are you telling me that rava is the rabbanon when rava is the raisa? Says the Gemara. Elavar zvid mishmei the rava. Lulav this like iker minatur big vulin. A lulav which. As we had in this chart, you're supposed to reshoin gvulin. You're supposed to shake a lulav in everywhere outside of your shalayim gvulin. So it's a more powerful mitzvah in, the, in that time as well. So now we commemorated seven days. But arava, you not you don't you never took an arava outside of the base hamikdash. So therefore, there's no commemoration seven days. It's a one-time, a one-day commemoration. Zecher l'migdash. Amr Shlakish. Brand new sugya. Koyhanim bali mumim. If a koyin has a mum, and typically a koyin that has a mum cannot go into certain places in the base hamigdash. He can't perform that by this. He can't go in. Nichnasin bein haulam v'lamizbeach. So first I thought, I'll show you this. This is the Mizbeach, and this over here is the Ulam. But I don't think that does justice. Where is this? What is this? So I could show you the map, but better yet, <laughs> I figured why not? I'm in my house. Ah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Here we go. See this beauty. The Ulam got this for me for the Siyum Amsechtas Yuma. This is the Ulam. This structure is 100 feet tall. If you look inside, this is the Azara over here, and this is the Mizbeach. So this area, right between the building and the Mizbeach, a Kayin that has a mom, look at this thing, unbelievable. A Kayin that has a mom is not allowed to go there. However, since he has a Chiyov for an Arava, he has a Chiyov to hold on to the Arava, do a Kafa with the Arava. This hisser that he can't go between the mizbeach is pushed off either because it's an assay to go there, an assay or it's only the rabbana not to go there. Whatever the reason is, let me just get Mark off my thing here. Bye, Mark. Okay. It was great learning with you one-on-one. Now I want to learn with the rest of the island. Hi, Ellie. Yitzhak Bernhak. Ah, you're Valdik. No, I'm fixed. How are you doing? 
All right. I can't wait to get to the base measure. It's like, I feel like I'm talking to myself, whatever. Who said this thing? Who told you Rishlakish, his brother-in-law? Who told you this thing? Miyamara? What a funny question. How you, Omar? Rishlakish himself said it. When he said it. Now what? That there's a mitzvah to shake an arava. And if there's a mitzvah deraisa, that's what Omar thought, that he's asking. Who said there's a mitzvah deraisa? We just had it a second ago. This 10 samplings on Erev Shemitah, Arova, Venisuch HaMayim, Halach HaLamash Mishinai. Here, Rabbi Yechelen said that the Sheikh Arova in the Beis HaMidosh is Halach HaLamash Mishinai, which every Kayan, even a Balmum, should perform and walk next to the, between the Ulam and the Mizbeach. Elami Amara Benetilo, Dilma Beskifa. Rabbi Yechon was asking, who said that you have to walk around with a lulav? That, every, that with an arava? That every single person in the Shevet Levi, in the, the, all the Koyanim, have to walk around? Maybe it's Biskifa. Maybe it means just that the arava is leaning on the Mizbeach. And look, everybody else is, is holding their lulav, and they're going around, but they're not holding aravas. Therefore, if it's Biskifa, means one person did it for everybody. How many of these giant trees are there? You have 40,000 Koyanim. You think you have 40,000 trees? One Koyan was a Shliach for everybody and he put it on the Mizbeach. If it's to walk around the Hekev, each Koyan has to do it. And if a Koyan has to do it, so even if you're a Balmum, you do it. So Rabbi Yochanan asked, who said that you have to walk around with an Arava? Or another question he asked them, Maybe that mitzvah was only given to people that don't have a Mum. Not Koyanim have a Mum. Okay, no, with no answer to that. Itmar, another question. Rabbi Yechon Rishul ben Levi, Machloikis, Chadom Arova Yisoyed Nevi'im, Chadom Arova Minag Nevi'im. Big Nafkimina. Did the Nevi'im institute the Arova? And therefore, I'm going to see what it means. Therefore, there's a bracha you make. Asher Kedeshadom Yim Svaisa V'tzivanu, you commanded us. Had you command us? Because the Navi commanded us. And the Navi there's a chiyuv to listen to a navi. You have to listen to everything he says. So if you have to listen to what a navi says, then it's vitzivanu. Or it's just a minute. If the navi said, let's do a minute, let's do a nice thing, it's a good, it's a good hanaga to put a narava in the, in the base of Mikdash, go around, you don't make a bracha on it. It's not vitzivanu. I can prove the I'll prove to you that Rabbi Yechonon said that it's actually instituted and you have to say a bracha. In the name of Rabbi can't get any better than this, this raya. Arava, you say nevimu. He says specifically, it was established and it's zechiv bracha. Great raya. really say so. Here we go again. Eser Netiyos, the ten samplings on Erev Shemitah. Arava. Arava, to take Arava Nisam Mikdash is a Dairaisa, not a Navi said to do so. Venizuchah Amayim, Halacha Lamesh Mesina. Says the Gemara, Eshtoimam Kisho Chado. He was silent for a moment. He thought about how to answer this. V'omar Shecheichum V'chazru V'yizdum. The Golas of Bavel, which we mentioned yesterday, it caused Klaisrael to forget certain halachas, certain minogim, and that's where a lot of the machlokism started. They forgot. 
They forgot about it. And the Nevi'im, they came and they reinstituted it. But they reinstituted it. They didn't institute it. They just brought back something old. Very interesting, because I was thinking to myself, I thought it's many times a shas. I don't know. I, I thought to myself it's eight times. So I did a search on Barilan. And it came out with four. And then I said, wait, wait, wait what does the Mesorah Shah say? And the Mesorah Shah brings five. So in fact, the Mesorah Shah is better than Barilan. He, he knew Shah's better. Because I went, it's in Kiddushin as well. But in Kiddushin, there's an extra Yud. Each Toymen, they put a Yud in there. And the, the Barilan didn't pick it up. Very, I couldn't believe it. Here, the Mesorah Shah knows more than the computer. The Omar, Shechem fine. So listen to this. It's a long story, but we got to say the story. Wow, we're running out of time. Okay, very long story. So I'll try to shorten it. How do I shorten it? Rav Kahana killed a man. It was a moiser. So his Rebbe Rav told him, run away to Israel. Go to Rebbe Yochanan. Don't ask Rebbe Yochanan questions for seven years. Rebbe Shlokesh introduces Rav Kahana, who's very chorif, Rashi says. Chorif ma'ayv, he says. Introduces him, says, Ari Olam Bavel. A lion came from Bavel. So Rabbi Yochan says, Yeah, he's a lion. He starts asking questions. He starts saying Gemara, and Rav Kahana doesn't say anything. He says, This is an Ari. This is a fox. He's not a lion. Put him back. Put him seven rows back. So he put him seven rows back. The Kitzer, they said, a whole story. He asked, he told him, So Rav Kahana took that as seven years. Seven rows, seven years. So he was able to answer him. He asked a question. He answered another question. And every time he answered a question, Rav Kahana, Rabbi Yochan took out a cheer. And finally, Rabbi Yochan says, I need to see this person's face. So they lifted up his eyebrows. He had very heavy eyebrows. And he sees Rav Kahana smiling at him. He thought that he's making fun of Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan Iqbid, he felt he was hurt. And Rav Kahana died. So them say, why did you kill him? He has an imperfection on his lip. Maybe he had a split lip or something. It looks like he's smiling, but he's not smiling. This is, how, this is what he looks like. This is a little crooked, whatever. It looked like he's smiling. So he goes to his grave, to the Ma'ara, and there's a big snake there. And finally he says, let a Talmud come to the, to, let a Rebbe come to the Talmud, the snake doesn't move. Finally he says, let a Talmud come to the Rebbe. I, Rabbi Yechanan, are you Rav Kahana's Talmud? And the snake ran away. In other words, that's how great Rav Kahana was. He took him back, he asked him all these questions, and then he said this line right over here. I used to say that Torah belongs to you guys in Eretz Yisrael. And the people in Bavel, they forgot it, they had a lot of tsaris, they don't know that much Torah. But now I see that they have people like Rav Kahana, Delhaini. They didn't forget anything. So why are you telling me that they forgot the Torah? And they forgot such a big halach of Arava? You have people like Rav Kahana? There's no way they forgot the Torah. Says the Gemara, you're right. Now let's, let's say another Torah. We have a contradiction. The halacha that Rabbi Yochan was talking about is in the time of the Mikdash. In the Mikdash, it's halacha l'mashim But in Gvulin, outside of the Beis Mikdash, in Tveria, let's say, that the Nevi'im instituted, even in the time of the Beis Mikdash, they instituted it to, go, to, to do a commemoration to the Mizbeach. So we just turned to Daf Mem Dal and Mizbeis, sponsored by the MDY Tehillim Group. For all those who need Shidduchim Rufuas Yeshuas, please join Tehillim.Mendav.com. And by Shlomo Lazarian from LA in honor of Eli's wife for sacrificing her life in order for Eli to prepare. I have to say this three days in a row. Shlomo, maybe you could change the lashon a little bit. Amar Bami, Arava Tzricha Shir. 
This Arava that we bring to the base Hamikdash needs a specific shear. What is it? We're going to see in a second. Then in it tells You don't shake it together with a lulav. You hold it like we do in a Shana Rava. All the Aravas just by themselves. It's almost a double lashon, says the Gemara. You already said that you can, you have to hold the Arav all by itself. Why do you repeat yourself and say, and you cannot be Yaitza holding onto your Lulav that has two Aravas in it? I would think that's because you didn't put it down. If you put it down and then you lift it up again, like Nusach. Ashkenaz, smarter, not smarter, who cares? Fine. You have to hold it by itself. You cannot hold on to the Lulav. Even if you put the Lulav down, you lift it up again. You're not Yoytze. You have to go around the Bima, or whatever you're doing, with your own Aravas. Rav Chizda, Amar Yitzchak. So I got an email yesterday from Chaim Weissman from Lakewood. And he says, listen, I don't know any other place in Shas. Like this. That what? We always hold on to five Aravas. And Ayushana Rava. Where do we get the number five? Can anybody find it here? So, Rav Chizda. So let's remember this. Rav Chizda says, two Aravas in the Lulav. That's enough. Okay. So we have to remember, this is a man called Rav Chizda. Rava's father-in-law. Who says, two Aravas is enough. Now the Gemara says, and how many Aravas do you need for? The Arava. Omar of Nachman, Gimel, Badi, Alan Nachman. Three. So we have two and we have three. Three twigs with nice, juicy leaves. Virav Sheishes, Omar Afilo, Allah, Echad, Ubad, Echad. Says Rav Sheishes, even one leaf that's not even attached to the twig and one twig. Says the Gemara, Allah, Echad, Ubad, Echad, Sakodaita, what? You're going to hold a. You can't even see it. It's not Nikr. End of the sugya. One twig with one leaf. One sheet that says three twigs with nice leaves on it. And Rav Chizah says you can even do two twigs, two aravas from your lulav. Where do we get five as Rav Chaim, Weizman, Baal Mechaber, Sfarim, who came to the Siyum in Lakewood. And I learned with him in Pesach. So, the Mr. Brewer brings, and he, he knows about this, he told me also. It's based on that result. But what he's saying is, and it's, I think it's fascinating, every sector of Yiddishkeit, modern Orthodox, Sfardim, Ashkenazim, Hasidim, Teimonim, they all take five based on the Arizal, Kabbalah. It's nowhere mentioned in the Gemara, and the Arizal says it, and that's how great the Arizal is, that all of Klai Yisrael, without exception, they took it based on Kabbalah. The Shukhanach and Tafresh Samech Dalad brings this Arizal. And he says, you could be Yaitza with one Arava, but it's disgusting to do so. You should take three, but according to the result, five. All the psalm that we have by a regular Arava, Gazel and Shaul, does not work with the Arava of Ishana. But Reb Chaim Kanevsky Paskin said, if it's a little, it's a little dry, you are Yaitza because it's only a Zecher to the Beis HaMikdash. And when you hit the Ishanas, you hit it on the ground. Some Sfarad in the Kavachayim says, literally on the dirt, you can't even do it on tiles. But I've seen people try to knock off all the leaves on benches and on chairs. That's not lahalacha. Lahalacha is on the ground. 
In the Mishnah Bura, it doesn't. The Mishnah Bura doesn't bring this, but the Rashi right here on the spot does, and the kids of Shulchan Aruch and the Chayyadim do bring it. Rashi over here says, "You want to look in Rashi? Rashi Dibra Maskil Ola Echad Bevadechad says Rashi at the end. Vahashta Nohagu Lahavi Murbiyos. Now the minig is to bring beautiful, very tall Aravas, Anofim Arukim Viyafim. I've seen people in Shul that exaggerate. I think." 30 foot Aravis, hit the ceiling, bend over. You see those videos. You should do a mitzvah again, the idea of a mitzvah with a beautiful eye. Don't be carg on those little tiny Aravis. Get the Murubiyos. Okay, how much does it cost already? Another dollar, you get the longer ones. Great. We don't have time for more stuff, so we'll go right there. The Rabbi Shlomo Zamanarabach says you could be Yitzha with somebody else's Arava, provided that it still has the leaves. One person, the Maharit, the Maharit, says that you should knock off all the leaves because it's like it's a, it resembles our chataim. Knock off all the chataim. The Chayadim says those who knock off all the leaves, they're just imitating the babies who have a special hana, the little kids who like to knock off all the leaves, and there's zero reason to knock off all the leaves. Do whatever you like to do. My father always used to tell me, do not knock off all the leaves. It's shtusim. Okay. Says the Gemara. Uh, I don't know if he said the word shtusim, but. You're supposed to do it. The halacha says you knock it five times, whatever, three times. I don't remember the amount anymore. And that's it. Okay. Says the Gemara. Omar Aivu. Aivu was the father of Rav. I saw in front of Rav We're going to have a few stories of Rav I saw somebody bring in a Rav. Shokel. He took that Rav from him. Chabit, Chabit. He did not know him. It doesn't mean to bang it on the floor like you would read. And he didn't make a bracha. Why? He held that Darava is only instituted by Nevi'im and just a minig and not a chiyuv. And if you look over here, there's a vav by the word shakil. That means that that's the halacha. The halacha is today not to make a bracha on a rava, and we don't make a bracha on it. Why? Because it's a minig nevi'im, not a yisoid nevi'im. It's not an institution, but it's a reinstitution. Whatever. Aivu. Now the Gemara talks about Aivu, but it's tricky. Because it's not the same Aivu. A second ago, it was the father of Rav. Now it says, Aivu v'chizkiyo b'nei brati de Rav. In other words, these are the grandchildren of Rav. In other words, the great-grandchild of Aivu, the original. He was named after his great-grandfather. I told Rav to the Rav, and the same story. They brought Rav to Rav. Chavit, he did not know him. Chavit, Chavit, v'loy berich. He didn't make a bracha. Why? Kosov, a minig nevimu. You don't make a bracha. Amar Ivoi. Have I came to come in? The Rebbe Lozer Bertzali. Now goes back to the original Ivoi, the father of Rav. The Gemara says an unbelievable story, and this is related to the email. What was his name? Oh, I forgot his name already. I have to find it. I know we're running out of time. Here we go. Isaac Sardar. Okay. How can you have a little person came? I'm very, very wealthy. I own villages. Karmayoisly. I have vineyards. I own many olive trees. I even own all the people there. That's what I saw in the Ben Yoyada. Everybody belongs to me. They all work for me all the time. They take a hoe and they hoe around the tree. And 
how do I pay them? They eat from the olives. Arech arech. Am I doing the right thing or not? Now, what we have to understand is there's no iser here at all. Why is there no iser? Because they did it in a way of a heter, as we're going to see soon. Zero iser. He just asked, is there a problem of maris ayin? I'm explaining according to the mafarshim. Arech arech. Is it is it a, the right thing to do? Omar loy arech. It's not. It's not the right thing. It says You don't do business with with the olives. They shouldn't be taking it as their payment. Says the Gemara. He left. Omar. So Rabbi Lozavar Tzadik says. I lived in on, in this place right over forty years. I haven't seen Mahalach Baruchim talking today. I've never seen a person like this. So beautiful his actions. Unbelievable. What's going on here? What was so beautiful? The guy comes and makes a U-turn. Comes back. And now what should I do? Go be mafker all your olives to the poor people. And pay them a little bit. Fine. So real quickly, it's already 8 o'clock here in Eretz Yisrael. Why is he such a big tzaddik? So Rabbi Yisrael Salanter says, beautiful. He says, he came to the rabbi, he asked him a question. I mean, doing the right thing, does it look good, not good? The rabbi said, no, it doesn't look good. He didn't stop for a second and ask him, so what should I do? So how do I get out of this? What's about? The first thing is, he ran like a Meshuganah, back to his villages and said, stop, stop working right now. And then when he was done with that, then he made a U-turn and he came back to the rabbi and said, okay, and now what? You hear? That's this email right over here. When you have an inspiration, when you have the, the, some, something special, I want to start that Fiyoyimi. Says, what's his name? I keep on forgetting his name. Okay, here he is. Says Isaac. He took that inspiration immediately, immediately he went and he learned to daf. He didn't say, okay, I'm going to start the new Perek tomorrow, the new Mesechtas Beitza starting two weeks from now. Right now, today. Right now. That's, I haven't seen somebody like that in 40 years, says the Gemara. In 40 years, I haven't seen somebody like that. He took the inspiration, read, it's a beautiful pshat. Otherwise, how do you, what, what, what's so big? Okay, so yes. Some say, okay, because it's Lefim Mishra Sadin, everything. Now the Gemara says, what is the big problem? Because Shkushe Mishari, what? You let a hoe a field, you let a, says the Gemara, on the seventh year, what does that mean? You shouldn't hold field. You shouldn't take the stones out. There's two types. One is to fill in the gaps. If you're trying to better the tree, and that's why Hilchas Shemitah are complicated. You have a garden. I have a garden right here. I have no clue what to do, what to tell the guy. Could the guy come, trim, not? So if it's, if it's to better the plant, you cannot do it. But if it's that the plant shouldn't die, then you could. So that was going on. All they were doing over there is they were trying to make sure that the, 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 the olive trees or whatever trees don't die. And that's okay. But Boisai, have a wonderful day.
Koyach. Shkoyach to you guys. What? I don't answer to any Rebbe's. I answer to Eli. What's Rebbe? I am in Bidud. Aleichem Shalom, I'm in Bidud, yeah. No. Not after Wednesday. I, I had to stay in America that extra day for the wedding and uh, whatever. That's why I'm in Bidud now. But it's okay. It was worth it. Correct. No, no, it's not Kedai. It's not worth coming now. Shabbat Shalom. It's not Kedai. Not Kedai to come. Yeah. Hey, Kati. I got your email. I got it. I have to read it one day. Shkoyach. Yeah. I don't know. I I I didn't do the cheshbon. I, I I flew in. I got here on Monday, right? So I guess on Sunday. Um. Right. I mean, so, yeah. A Victor. Where's that Victor? Where's that Victor? Anybody see a Victor? Who is that guy? Who is he? <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's the, the thing to do these days. Unless you want to sit in your hotel room for seven days straight. <laughs>